What up? This is Yinka Diz. Peace. This is Outlaw. Hey, listen to the 80s Baby Podcast. And on today's episode, we're doing a Put You Up for Jesus Price Superstar. Jesus! The sophomore album of Sean Price, a.k.a. the brokest rapper you know. Hey. Released January 30th, 2007. Yeah, yeah. And this is a, a Put You Up. Uh, obviously, I would say this is uh, obviously a recommendation from Yinka. <laughs> <laughs> for, uh, to, to put us up, to put me up on this record. Yeah. Um. If again, if you're familiar with the podcast, I wasn't really listening to hip hop at this time, mm-hmm. and boot camp clip is never. That's that's never a yep. hip hop collective that I that I discuss. Yeah, I feel like I I've, I've heard that from you before. So yeah, that makes sense. Um, but it, but it's a good project for us to do because Sean Price is a name that. Especially after he died, yeah, I was always just seeing and hearing his name, and people talk about oh, Sean Price, Where? this great rapper, this, that, and the other. And I feel like you're always hearing seeing a Sean Price feature on something that whether or not it's a new Sean Price verse that we haven't heard before, or yeah. they're just rehashing it, recycling something. Yeah, I don't know, but uh, obviously Sean Price is a, I would say, is a big name, a big figure uh, amongst like the hardcore hip hop heads. For correct? sure, for sure, I, yeah. I, I love Sean Price. I think he's one of the best the best hip hop personas and kind of most uh, beloved hip hop personas. Okay. Um in my mind I was I was thinking to myself as we I was listening to this again. I said, does Sean Price have the greatest rebrand in hip hop history? And then I said, no, it's probably 2 Chains, but oh, but from a, on like a mainstream level. Yeah. But but from a, the culture level, I yeah. think Sean Price might have the best rebrand in a hip hop career. Can we go into that rebrand? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so this is what I know about Sean Price, right? Okay. Uh, I was vaguely familiar with the group Helter Skelter. Yeah. Vaguely yep, familiar yep. with it. Um, but they were never really a group that I, I checked for. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, Black Moon is a group that I'm way more familiar with. But uh-huh. even then, I just never, other that's than like true, some of their true. few early hits with, with some of those beats that were kind of like staples. Yeah. Um, I mean, in particular, like just, you know, no diss, but just Buckshot doesn't do it for me. Yep. Right. Buckshot doesn't my, do it my, for me. My boy, my boy Quiz would be very happy to hear you say that because okay. he absolutely hates Buckshot. Yeah. And I, and I, and I think the reason why I have these opinions about this is just because Bootcamp Click Black Moon, Helter Skelter, and Smith & Wesson, a.k.a. Coco Brothers, were just mm-hmm. always names that I mentioned. And I think the ones that I probably had the most, or the highest tolerance for, if you will, mm-hmm. or not the highest tolerance, that's a little too critical. I would say <laughs> the, the the group that I would be the most receptive to okay. would probably be those late 90s features on like mixtapes that I heard from Coco Brothers, okay. of which we've talked about yeah, several. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Um, but the rest of the time, I I didn't really, I just wasn't really into it. And okay. I think that, you know, Sean Price is always, was the name that I was always like, all right, well, you know, given so many people talk highly of him, I should go back and listen to his catalog. Right. Um, and so I suppose this is a good record for me to go back and listen to, correct? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I think, that this is probably the one that brought me into the the Sean Price uh, fold. Okay, I will say though that I don't know that I I have the same perspective as, as you on Bootcamp Click. Mm-hmm. So I think I might have also been more receptive when he kind of did come around. Okay. Um, I think you know I I don't know that I loved uh, Bootcamp Click when they were out. Same same as you. Yeah. I think um you know initially I heard kind of that some of that early Buckshot yeah. and and you know Black Moon stuff, and as a lyricist he didn't impress me so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Smith and Wesson I did like, okay. and then and then kind of Coco Brothers. 
Um, but I, I think that the the two kind of individual talents of of Bootcamp Click that, you know, when I would hear them, I would I would stop what I was doing to listen to were Rock because of his voice. Okay. Um, I just always loved his voice. His gotcha. voice is just so unique. Okay. Um, and then Starang Wanda, who's from um, he's from uh, OGC, uh, Original Gun Clappers. Oh, who's okay. also in the in this kind of collective yeah. of, of folks. So those two individual talents, when I would hear them, I'd be like, yo. But Ruck was not one of them. Mm -hmm. You know, Sean Price was not one of them. And so I remember when the and I guess we're kind of getting into the where were you, but mm -hmm. I remember when the, the when Monkey Bars came out. Okay. And you know, the kind of white boy backpackers around <laughs> us in, in in our college, you know, time yeah. frame were going, oh yeah, yo, this is the greatest thing ever. And you know, those same people were saying, oh yeah, you know, Cameron's the greatest thing ever. And mm -hmm. it's like, well, why is he the greatest thing ever? And it's like, oh, he's just such a thug and he wears pink, you know? And it's like, <laughs> okay, so these kids just like random gimmicks yeah. that they think are hip hop. So, yeah. so when Monkey Bars came out, I intentionally didn't listen to it. Gotcha. Because it was, you know, I had my outlaw hat on. Like it was like, <laughs> This is what everybody thinks that I'm supposed to like. Right, but I'm probably right, not right, going right. to end up liking it. Yeah, because I, see, I've, see, I've, so you feel me. I've heard Ruck rap before, and yeah. I wasn't super impressed by it, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and then now Ruck is coming back out with a different name and Ninth Wonder Beats. Yeah. And that was the other thing. In this time frame, you know, this is the OK Player, you know, yeah. message board time frame. Ninth Wonder's making a whole bunch of beats that, to me, in many ways, are very homogenous. Yeah. And, you know, like, I, I'm supposed to like everything that these people do because they're underground and backpack like me. Yeah. But I'm not loving everything that they do. So I just mm -hmm. didn't listen to it. See, so, okay, right. so it took me a whole second project, yeah. which was this, okay. Jesus Price Superstar, for me to then be like, oh, shit, actually, this was really good. So you heard this and at then, the time it was released? Around the time that it was released. Gotcha. Um, so, you know, to go into my Where Were You, uh, th this came out, what? J 2007. January 07? Yeah. So, what? January 07. I was probably either still in, in Cali, Cali or just moving back to, to the East Coast. Yeah. Um, I don't think I heard it right at that point in time. Gotcha. I think I probably heard it around the time that I moved to Richmond. Okay. Which probably would have been more so like early 08, maybe okay. late 07, early 08. Um, I remember coming back to the area and reconnecting with E and J. And I wanna give E, I wanna give E that credit. I wanna say it was either, it was either Ken Dog or E that put me onto Sean Price. Like, you have to listen to this. Okay. Um, and it was Jesus Price. And uh, yo, I like ran this shit back to back to back. Like I was Did like, okay. I was like, okay, I get I get why you like this. Okay. Um, and then, you know, and then it was it was going back to monkey bars and being like, okay, actually I was wrong and I should have listened to this when it was out. And then uh Master P, which was the, the project that came out after that. So okay. I see this as like Sean Price's trilogy in the same way that, you know, we've got the um the Outcast trilogy that we yeah, always yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. about. Okay. So yeah, where were you, I guess? Or, so, or I guess you're where were you is now or well yeah. So um in this recent cycle, this is the first time I've heard this project. Okay. Um and like I said, Sean Price was always a name that was like, oh, at some point I'll go and, and listen to his stuff. Yeah. Um, but you know, it the only reason why I even had that perspective is just uh -huh. because of how people spoke about Sean Price. Okay. Right. The times that I've heard Sean Price features, nothing really grabbed my attention to the point where I was like, oh, I need to go and listen to this artist. Okay. Um, now, some of that just may have to do with how I kind of like evaluate lyricism nowadays. Yeah. Um, but nevertheless, in 2007, January 2007, I'm finishing up 
at UVA uh-huh. because I, I've gone back to finally, you know, to graduate. Um, around this time, I'm heavy into BitTorrents. So I'm getting <laughs> all, all right. the jazz albums okay. and all like the old soul, soulful cuts that like hip hop producers have sampled. And yeah. I'm, I'm still into like classic rock. I'm just now learning about Fela Kuti. I think okay. I literally okay. probably okay. just right. discovered Fela Kuti this month. Right. Right. Um, yeah, I think so. That's probably about right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because even even my Nigerian friends who mm-hmm. I who I had known at that point weren't didn't tell me about Fela Kuti. Right. It's probably because that was just like music that they had grown yeah. up listening to. Just like me. He right. didn't have that resurgence yet. This is when yeah. he's starting to come a, starting to get that resurgence. Yeah. What year was the um was the Fela movie with the with, with You mean uh, the Fela on Broadway? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that was either 08 or 09. Okay. Just yeah. wanted to kind of contextualize for Might it might have even been after that. I forget. No, that sounds right. Yeah, oh, it was around that time frame. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I think I saw the play in 2010. Okay. So, anyway, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I, yeah, I'm definitely, I'm still making beats, and I'm really just into, like, this whole other path of, of just musical exploration, and I'm learning so many different things. And these are very formative years for me. I'm, I'm like, 20, am I 23 at this point? Yeah, I think I might have been 23. Turning 20, yeah, I'm about to turn 24. So that's kind of where I was. The hip hop that I was listening to at that time, if The Roots came out with an album, I would have given that a chance. Mm. Most you know what I mean? If Most Def comes out yeah. with an album, I'll give it a chance. The Common Projects, don't really care about. Yep, I'm yep. like anti Kanye at this point. Okay. You know what I mean? Just because, yeah, so, a lot of the music, like in the club, it was great, but like I just. Yeah, I I just I didn't like the um, I didn't like the pedestal that we were putting Kanye on. Okay, you know what I mean. And I thought like lyrically, I still thought his voice was like very very cringe. Right. So you know, I, I think a question to ask me or for me to ask myself is if I were listening to if I were to hear this album at the time, would it have pulled me back into Probably the hip hop fray? And it would not have. Yeah. But I think the same cannot be said for Blue and Exile. Okay. Right. And that's an album that I might touch on a little bit when we further discuss this project. I think that is an album I had, would have had a lot more patience for, okay. for for a variety of reasons that I'll discuss in contrast to this one. Okay. Um, so that's kind of, that's my where were you. And I think just in terms of like where I was when I first even heard the name Sean Price, I don't know, just like random, just various hip hop projects and just interviews along the way. People just talk about Sean Price. Yeah. You see his name featured all the time. Absolutely. Um, I know he passes away in 2015 and yet yeah. I still see his name pop up in features all yeah. the time. So it's yeah. just like, all right, well, you know, who who is this guy? So yeah. yeah, that's real. I mean, I think he was very much a man of the people. Yeah. Um, you know, I I don't need, I don't think I actually met him, but okay. I've been in I've been around his orbit. Gotcha. And 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 he just was just like a really real dude. I, I think if I remember correctly, um, do you know who Godzilla is? The rappers? Sounds familiar. They're from the DC area. Okay. Um, I think they met him actually at the same um music festival that I was at. And I I, I want to say I passed them. Like mm. literally I was walk walk past them. But um he met them and uh Godzilla, they're they're five percenters from DC. Okay. And so I think he was if, if I remember reading this correctly, he was just so fascinated because he didn't know that there were five percenters in DC. Oh yeah. And so like he was just like, oh my God, yeah, yo, that's so cool. Yeah. So then he like did music with them just on on the strength of like, yo, that's cool. Y'all are from DC, y'all are five percenters, y'all like my music. Let's do shit together. That's they cool. did, they they, you know, he, they did features. I want to say he did features with uh the artist Sketch from from this uh also from from the DMV. So like he just really seemed to be like 
very much a, a cool dude about the culture, funny as fuck. Mm. Um, and I think people just loved who he was as a person. That's dope. And he can also just rap his ass off. You gotcha. know? Um, he And I think he's somebody who didn't take himself seriously in a time when hip hop really took itself too seriously. Mm. And okay. I think that's what why he's kind of so beloved by, by the culture. Okay. Uh, critical reception? Um, that's that's a good one. I mean, I think, you know, I know, I, I think that at the time, hip hop was still kind of segmented into mainstream and underground. Yeah. And on the underground, Sean Price was beloved as this hero of the underground. Yeah. Um, I don't know that the mainstream even knew who he was. So, <laughs> okay. I, you know, I don't know. I don't know what, what when it comes to mainstream reception or how the... um. The, the publications would have written about him a source or a double XL, at least when he was here. Um, yeah, but they would have had respect for Boot Camp Clip. They would have talked. Yeah. Those those publications would have discussed Sean Price. Yeah. I mean, I see some 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 scores here. I don't yeah. I don't necessarily remember. He's got a, a review bunch. from Double uh, yeah. XL. Yeah, but four, four I, out of five. But like click into it and see when it was written, though. Uh, well, <laughs> I suppose that's fair. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, oh no, this double XL is is from is from 07. so that's real. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, you know, he's got he's got four out of five here, fifty percent from Coke Machine Glow. Never heard of that before. Never heard of that. Uh, four out of five, mostly four out of five. Yeah, mostly so, four out of five. Yeah. So solid album. Solid album. And what did the? Uh, I mean, we've already heard a little bit about the peers, your yeah. peers. What did they have to think about it? Because I don't. None of my friends told me about this album. Okay. I would say my rapidy rap peers loved it. Rapidy rap. Um, I'd say, you know, I remember, you know, Ken Dog at this time, and you know, I, I would love to get his 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 perspective on if he agrees with me. But at this time, Ken Dog was kind of floating into this world, this mm. Justice League, um, Ninth Wonder, Crisis, Actual Proof, all these people that were kind of like this blog era North Carolina collective of of rappers and producers. He was kind of into that world. Okay. That wasn't so much my world. So he definitely was like, you got to hear this. Um, and he loved Sean Price. Okay. And, you know, I feel like the two kind of artists that he would constantly quote and, and put me onto were Doom and Sean Price. It's so funny because um, in my notes, I said that Sean Price kind of reminds me of Ibrahima. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. He, he loved him. So, gotcha. so you know, I mean, it, it, there's random quotes, which I'll kind of quote as we start to talk about the track for track, where I would just be chilling with E and then he would just pop out with a with a random Sean Price quote and then start laughing his ass off. So he was <laughs> definitely a fan. Gotcha. Okay. Highlights, yeah. uh, lowlights? Um... So highlight my my highlight of highlights is is Sean Price. Okay. Um, the image, the rebrand, the bars, the persona, the sense of humor, all of it just works. To gotcha. Me. Um, so I don't know if you have comments on on Sean Price as as a main character. What I will say is that so listening to this album, let me just go ahead and spoil my kind of thoughts on the album. But listening to this album does not. Get me excited about listening to another Sean Price project. Okay. Um, but that being said, though, he definitely has a lot of personality on this. Even though yeah. I think that it's 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 interesting. There's substance, but there's also like not a lot of substance that I care about, if okay. you will. Okay. But there's definitely enough personal substance, just from like a personality perspective. Yep. Uh, his own voice. Um, his he's, he's very very confident in how he approaches the mic. Yeah. So he has all that stuff, right? 
Um, so from that perspective, yeah, I can see why if you're a fan of Sean Price, why he would definitely be a highlight for you yeah. on this project. Yeah. yeah. I think, you know, something to keep in mind from the perspective of context, right, is this is 2007. Mm-hmm. So the biggest rappers in the world are 50 Cent. 50 Cent. Uh, maybe Wayne. a little bit of Lil Wayne. Yeah. A Lil Wayne um, still. Yeah, the T.I. Like, yeah. so the in personas... Fact, I would say 50 Cent <clears throat> might have started to... Lil Wayne would have been higher than 50 Cent at this point. Maybe. Yeah. But I mean, these are all personas of people who take take themselves very fucking seriously, yeah. who take drugs and, and you know, and tote guns yeah. and do all this shit unabashedly and are not laughing at it at all. They're yeah. very serious about it. And so, you know, in a in a time frame where um, rap is larger than life, everybody got money and everybody got guns. Uh, Sean Price is is kind of this person that lives in the underground but embodies what the mainstream says it is mm. but makes fun and makes light of it. Yeah. Um and I think that that perspective was a very refreshing one in that time frame. Yeah. Um and and so I think Sean Price does a great job of 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 telling you, you know, I sold slash maybe even sell crack. Yeah. Um I will whoop your motherfucking ass. But at this, I tote guns. But at the same time, like that's not what makes me cool. Like I like this shit is actually fucking silly. Like this is hilarious <laughs> to me. You know what I mean? And I think that 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 persona and perspective was very refreshing to me personally when I connected with it. I <clears throat> think there's a lot to be said for that perspective. Yeah. Um, I'm going back and I'm listening. Like at this point, most of the stuff in 2007, I just kind of given up on it. I was just like, look. Where I need to go to grow musically is not in this music. Mm. I'm going to go back in time. I'm going to listen to some other geniuses from some other art forms to just learn more about music, right? Yeah. Um, but I think that if you're someone who's still hungry for good hip-hop, mm. and you know, I remember those conversations that we had, and yeah. if you're annoyed with what hip-hop is doing, yeah. and Sean Price comes in, I could see how that would be very, very Absolutely. refreshing. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, sense. you know, with, with records like Mess You Made and, you know, some of the records on, <laughs> yeah. on, on the last project, Monkey Bars, right? He has a record on Monkey Bars and I'm not going to go super in on Monkey Bars because that's a different project and would love to also cover it. But, you know, he's got a song on there called I Love You, Bitch, okay. right? And that record, he's talking about his girl, right? Is it Bernadette? Because his bitch Bernadette. on this record Bernadette is Bernadette. Bernadette is his bitch, yeah. Okay. So he's talking about his girl, but he's, he's talking, talking about his bitch. About, his bitch. He's talking about his bitch. <laughs> he's talking about her from the perspective of like, like a real, like a really real ass song about how, you know, he loves his chick, but sometimes he hates her. Yeah. And like, you know, like, like, like all these things, like all the stuff that he's saying about her, it makes it sound like he hates her probably more than he <laughs> loves her. But at the same time, like she's always there for him and she yeah. always holds him down and whatever. And so at the end of the day, Despite all this stuff that he says on the record, he loves her. Yeah. And like, that's just so fucking real. Yeah. And in a time frame when, when hip hop records were so cookie cutter about girls, like mm-hmm. I gotta have my girl joint where I get on there and I tell her, yo, you look so good, girl. I I do this, I do that. He I, can't I treat you the bills. way I right. can treat you. I pay all your bills, girl. Come get in my Cadillac. I fly you on trips. <laughs> yeah, all that shit. Like when where hip hop was so cookie cutter. Yeah. To have somebody who has this other perspective of yeah. what their loving relationship is, even that is refreshing. Yeah. And I just feel like his perspective was like so real and so refreshing and so down to earth. Mm. Um, and that's what I mean when I when I'm talking about 
Sean Price is a character. character. Next one is the skits. Um, okay. I said, you know, sometimes you hear us lambast silly and sophomoric skits. Yeah. I said, uh, but this particular here, the, the, the cursing public access uh, television pastor who was like, you know, in this e-bombs world time frame, these early oh, days of, 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 of virality <laughs> where like you would see these funny videos and you'd be like, yo, this is crazy. And you'd send it to your friend, you know, in college and be like, yo, look at this funny video of this pastor cursing, right? Like, it's it's almost like a time capsule of of what what viral was Bro, in this I forget, day. I completely <laughs> forgot about E-Bombs World. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah, saying. Like, this is right. like that E-Bombs World type shit. And yeah. so, like, the fact that he was able to, like, take that and tack it onto, like, the, the ends of some of the songs and stuff like that, yeah. It's not it's not necessary, but at the same time, it just kind of goes with him as this guy who kind of doesn't take himself seriously, is an oxymoron, um, you know, clearly like has these these five percenter views and values, but then at the same time, on the same record, will say some shit that is completely opposite of five percenter values. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like those skits are just perfect for what he's trying to say. I did like the skits. Um, I also thought that they did a good job of kind of like knitting together, knitting together the album. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. Um, because sometimes, and this isn't necessarily the case on this record, mm-hmm. because maybe the skits are so good that I wouldn't have paid attention to it. But sometimes, certain projects, like when you hear one song go to the next, it's just like wait, it's like too jarring. Yeah. But sometimes, like a skit can come in the way and help knit, knit that together. A very right. good example of this would be the skits on Stanconia, which mm-hmm. is an album that I love. You know this, right? right? I admit, though, that if you took those skits out, that album better. might struggle to flow mm-hmm. because some of the songs are just okay. like really, really don't go together. But you put these random skits, it's almost like a complete break. And yeah. then you're like, oh, you 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 start fresh. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I forget what I was listening to because now I'm just a completely new starting point. Yeah. Um, and so from that perspective, I think that the skits do a good job that, of that on this record. Now that yeah. again, that doesn't mean that the songs would not have gone together. They're just they're very well placed. Yeah, I agree. Repeat it with me, bitch. <laughs> I come in the name of Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, don't try to hilarious. Yeah, we're good. Good skits. Oh, um, all right. So next, I said production. Okay. Um, the beat is smooth. The rap is hard. Just the way I like it. Bless the mic of the God. I feel like um, I feel like the production here. Is like the perfect extension, like like of what he was trying to do, which mm-hmm. is, you know, Sean Price is is a part of Bootcamp Click, yeah, and like his persona is like an extension of Bootcamp Click, where it's like, yo, we're these hard MCs from Brooklyn, but at the same time, I'm this new version of this, where I'm kind of not taking our persona too seriously. Yeah, um, I feel like the Justice League production is almost an extension of what. Um, you know, Black Moon. You know, uh, uh, beat miners were doing for for Black Moon in that in that era, right? So it's almost like the production is a is a refreshed version of what they were doing, and his persona is a refreshed version of what they're doing. And I like the marriage of what the production is doing and what he's doing. Okay. So That's thoughts cool. on that or no? Um, just don't agree. Uh I don't agree or disagree. Yeah. Um. I did like some of the beats. I'm not as familiar with Justice League. And not only that, mm. I'm not as familiar with all of Bootcamp, Bootcamp Click's catalog yeah. to really have a well-versed opinion on, gotcha. on you know, the, the but you, what they were you're doing. You're familiar with, like, beat miners. Yeah, uh, I'm familiar yeah, with beat And, like, their, their kind of sound. I think that, you know, their sound is, is clearly very... 
um, you know, straight off the vinyl, yeah. very dirty, you know, boom bappy. Um, and then, you know, Ninth Wonder and Crisis are kind of at this time, like a new version of what they those folks were doing like in the 90s. Got you. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, and then uh, I said features. Okay. Um, for me, you know, there's no bad features here. I feel like they all brought it for the most part and, you know, they make sense. Like there's not, there's not a, a feature where I'm like, why is this person here? What is this? Um, and I feel like there's even folks on this project, multiple folks on this project that are not my favorite artist, but like they, you know, nobody still sounds out of place in my opinion. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then last I've got length and sequencing. Yeah. Um, I think it's not too, the project's not too long. It's not too short. Um, and it kind of clusters around the two act concept, in my opinion. So I like that. Two act as in like the the back half, the front half, yeah, and back half? front half, back half separated by like a record that kind of is a palate cleanser. It's interesting. I had the same thoughts about the first half versus the the front half versus the back half. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed the back half sequencing more. Yep. Um, I thought it had the project had some good bars. Uh, I did agree with the length. It's got some good beats. Um, I would say, I guess my biggest overarching highlight that you did not mention mm -hmm. would just be the cohesiveness. Okay. You know, for what it is, like, this is not necessarily the kind of album that I, that would stay in my rotation, mm -hmm. right? Not for where I was at the time, not for the music that I enjoy listening to now. Um, but I do recognize that it is a cohesive project. And look, I obviously like, I gravitate, especially more, especially now, I gravitate towards these hip hop projects that have like really good subject matter, yeah. which there's really not a lot of that on here, but nevertheless, it still sounds cohesive. Yeah. You know? Um, and I think that another good album to contrast this with would be the one from Planet Asia, The Medicine, mm -hmm. right? Where I think that even though Planet Asia might have some more substance on, on some of those tracks, other tracks not, uh -huh. other, other tracks he's just like spitting bars. Right. I think some of the songs on here are just like better songs. Mm -hmm. Um, and so the way he puts certain tracks together, like some are only like a minute and, and right, 30 seconds, right? right? He's got a skit, skit here that's cool. He's got, he's got, uh, he's got this really quick song that's called Oops Upside Your Head, yeah. which is the chorus from the next line. <laughs> right. It's not even, you know, it's just everything like kind of ties together. Um, I think that the, the beats at the at the like the last two beats sound like they're like outro beats right. as well. Um, and then of course, the last track, uh, Look at the Mess You Made, is probably the, I guess, the most substantive song on right, it. Right, right. Right, where he's kind of telling you his whole story. So, like, the way everything comes together, it's like, okay, like, I get it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so the, the overall total cohesion of the project is something yeah. that, even though it's not really my kind of music, it's yeah. something I can still appreciate. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, so, some lowlights. Um, I only have one low light. Okay. And 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 it's a bit of a, a nit, but um <clears throat> my kind of pseudo low light is the the flip side of the coin to your highlight, which is that I do believe that this project is very cohesive. And I think that it is a highlight. However, on some other um Sean Price projects, yeah, there's something that he does where he'll have like one record that kind of sounds like what the mainstream sounds like at the time. Uh, okay. um, on the last project, he had this song called Fake Neptune. Okay. And it basically was this beat that sounds just like a Neptune's beat. That's funny. <laughs> and then like, he's just like rapping, yo, oh, you see too hard for me. And he's just going crazy. And it's almost like, 
it's almost like he's kind of making fun yeah. of the radio by yeah. making a radio song or yeah. whatever. And I liked that. On on Master P has a song called Jamaican. Okay. And it's basically like, you know, the, the Master P came out in like 07, 08. So this is in this time frame. Sean, Sean uh, Paul is probably still popular. Yeah. So it's like... And this is like the bad dance hall. This right. This is the good stuff. Exactly. Yeah. So he's like... He's kind of teasing that like, yo, like dance hall is like where people are at. So he kind of makes his own like Jamaican influence record. Yeah. Um, So like, I kind of wish that he had like a pattern interrupt on this album as well. Gotcha. That kind of interrupt the cohesion to say, yo, I'm aware that this other shit's going on, but I'm still doing this. Gotcha. Um, and, and he doesn't really, he never really kind of breaks out of that cohesion on this project, in my opinion. Gotcha. So that's okay. my only low light. Do you have a low light? Or well, some low light? yeah, so I, I, I do. Um, <laughs> and the funny thing is, is that I said that the length was a highlight, right? Because mm -hmm. it is a short record. But there's times listening to this project where it didn't feel short. Because mm -hmm. um, I, you know, especially when I listen to these projects <clears throat> that, I've, I, that I haven't heard for the first time or that I'm hearing for the first time, I try to listen to them on repeat and I struggle to get through this one. Okay. And I think that part of the reason why is because a lot of these songs even though I think that everything does work nicely together, I just struggle to care about a lot of it. Yeah. Um, and so when I got to a certain song again, I'm like, yeah, I'm not really feeling this song. Mm. You know what I mean? And so it just kind of just like felt long for me in certain yeah. stretches. Um, because, you know, it, and I, I'm trying not to, I'm trying not to diss the record. Mm. Um, but I think that because it just didn't have the things for me to really like, because it didn't have the qualities that I was really seeking. Okay. Um, because due to some of the monotony of the record, thing, part, certain aspects of it just kind of felt long for me. So other than the monotony, which I can understand because it does have a, a fairly cohesive sound, mm -hmm. uh, like what are some of the things that you were looking for that you didn't find here? I think that, <clears throat> all right. So if you're a bar spitter, mm -hmm. it's tough for me to not get distracted when you say silly things. Really? Right. So when you say like, Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. Boot okay, camp click ain't, ain't nothing, nothing to Wu-Tang. Wu or when you say like, Yo, bamboo. You know what I mean? Or like, when you say like, you should tell the truth in the booth Mm -hmm. And lie to the cops, but yet you lie in the booth and tell the, the truth, truth to the, to the cops, cops or whatever, right? Yeah. Like, really good concept. Like really it. good concept, right? I wish that lyrically you spelled it out in a clever way that would be like, oh my God, like the, the actual flow and poetry of uh, it is dope. Concept, I get you. Yeah. And so it's like, all right, you got, you got some bars on here that are really, really dope. Like um, <laughs> when he's talking about like, uh, especially on the last track, when he's talking about like, you know, how he's trying to dress good or whatever, fly, mm -hmm. and he says like, um, Something, something, um, it's all good, but I got it from an African trafficking bag, goods, goods, right? Yeah. Like, I was like, all right, stuff like that, like I laugh and I chuckle, but mm -hmm. then it's also like there's like random bars in here that are just like distracting. I'm like, what is this? Like, what are you yeah. like? That's not like, that's not dope lyricism for me. Like, that's kind of like a stretch. Mm. And it's not that he's bad, right? It's mm. not that he's bad. It's not that he's whack. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that, like, if you're going to be like a pure lyricist bar spitter, but I don't uh, think he is. I think it's it feels like it feels like he's more he's more parts ODB than he is Jizza, and you're holding him to a Jizza standard. <clears throat> the, the the difference though is that a lot of the songs, the subject matter is kind of like the same. He's just kind of rapping yeah. for the sake of rapping. Yeah, 
And so it's like, all right, like Black Thought raps for the sake of rapping, okay. right? But Black Thought is also like killing it. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that he has. I'm not saying that he has to be killing it here. I'm just saying that like, if the beat is just it's cool. If I'm getting like kind of like the same kind of flow, um, the same kind of beat, the same kind of message, the same kind of everything, I'm just I'm just kind of gonna get tired of it a little bit. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Yeah. Versus to contrast that with something like Blue and Exile, right? Mm-hmm. So Blue and Exile, you've got this guy who he even has like several songs that kind of approach the same subject matter, but he approaches them from different, completely different angles. Yeah. And you've got this kid who's like 22, 21, telling us all about these world life experiences that mm-hmm. he hasn't even really experienced, yet it sounds so personal and it resonates with us. Yeah. Yet you've got a 35-year-old man who really only kind of has like two themes on the album that have any real substance, you know? Okay. Like in the terms of like, yeah, I kind of messed up. Like this was my this was this was my rap career. I kind of you know messed things up. <laughs> now I still had to sell crack after the show. Mm. And like, you know, like I'm a rapper. I, I I'm a bar spitter. I got these dope lyrics, but like my like I'm not Jay Z. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of it for me. Yeah. And then you've got some other song. You got some other songs on here where he's just trying to spit. Mm-hmm. But it's just like the lyrics. There's not enough of like the the dopeness that I would need mm-hmm. to really just be like, yo, that's. I think I think you're underselling him to be honest. So Maybe. so two things. One, I think that what he's doing and what Blue and Exile are doing are two totally. They different are two things. totally different things, right? Um, and I think I can appreciate both of those two things. Right. Uh, you understand why I discussed that album though? One, we just talked because about, it, and two, yeah, it comes out at the, the same time frame. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. fair. Uh, but I, but I think you know I think there are concepts. So this is definitely a rapidy rap yeah. rap for the sake of rapping album, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and if you if you hate that, then maybe this might not be for you. But you know there are concepts like director's cut, yeah. for example, right? That's a highlight for me. Where where like yeah. you know he's he's exploring, the, and that's not introspective. That's outrospective. Yeah, he's exploring the current state of how hip hop is, yeah. where everybody is is you know all trying to do all this shit. And so he's he's making a play on that. So there are actually different yeah. concepts throughout the project where he's exploring things from different perspectives that may not just be his own story. The thing for me though <clears throat> is that there's still pockets of the album or songs in the album that are just kind of like, yeah, I just don't really need this. Yeah. Director's cut is one of my highlights yeah. because not only necessarily what he's talking about, but the way he actually puts the song together, yeah. like that's completely fresh and original. Yeah. At least for me it is, right? Yeah. And so it's like, oh, okay, like. Cool, and again, that's on the back mm-hmm. half of the album. But even, but even, and sorry to keep keep. Ahead, I'm not cool, trying to cool. contradict what you're saying because I don't, I don't disagree with you entirely. Yeah. Uh, but like even to God, for example, right? Oh, I love the God. Um, another great concept, yeah. right? So it's like, it's like, I mean, again, this is a person who is is talking about how much of a contradiction he really is. Is, yeah. is really what it is, right? And so, yeah. so we have heard, you know, rappers like Wu Tang and and whoever else give us the perspective of what being a five percenter MC is from mm-hmm. New York. And this is a person giving us what a five percenter MC from New York is, but from a completely self-deprecating. That might be. Fair. I'm just joking that perspective, and we never heard okay, that. Okay, I see you know what, what you're mean? saying. So All like, right. there's, there's, he's doing different things yeah. on the project. No, he, he, he is. Um, that that is completely fair, mm. um, and that's why I also said that was. That's why I also backed your point about Sean Price yeah. as a personality on here being a highlight. Yeah. Um, but nevertheless, and when we get into some of our track for track analysis, some of the songs just kind of like start to just like, ah, yeah, yeah. Like, I just don't I really need it. it. You know what I mean? And so it's like, okay, even though 
that topic that you're talking about on the God. Yeah. He also kind of mentions that same theme throughout random bars throughout the project. It's so it's kind of yeah. like I'm kind of hearing the same things over and over again. That's is, fair. Is my point. So I, let me ask, and you can say yes or no, but. I would love at the end if you if you have a perspective on how you would make this a classic because you clearly feel like it's not. Mm, that okay. would be awesome. So you don't you don't have to, okay. but it would be cool to do that if if you wanted to. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, let's get into the uh, track for track analysis. Unless you have any other lowlights, which I don't think yeah, you do. I don't. All right. So intro. It's fine. Hard beat, hard lyrics. It works as an intro. I don't really have so highlight. I try to be generous. As generous to this album as I could. <laughs> okay. Um, and I say that again, not to diss. Okay. I just, I'm just trying to em- emphasize that it's not your bag. Yeah, this is this is really not my bag. Okay. Right. Um. So, I gave as many highlights to things as I could. <laughs> okay. Right. Uh. And this is a highlight for me because the beat is hard. The beat is hard. The beat is mad yeah. hard. So I'm like, all right, cool. So if you're giving me this intro. Uh huh. And like, and it's a short little, short little, uh, short little song. Mm-hmm. You give me this hard beat. It's just like, yo, give me that drums. It's like, I'm here for it. Okay. So for, for that, it's a highlight for me. Okay. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> I love that joke. Uh, yeah, because then it's a wow. It's a, it's a little bit until I get to my next highlight. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My ne- the next record is a highlight for me. Okay. Um, I feel like this is the real start to the album. Yeah. And I feel like the first words on this shit just embody Sean Price so much. Which okay. is, all joking aside, all vocals aside, I will fuck your ass up, pa. Fuck I look like. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love, the, like, I'm like, what? And then, now back to the music and he just starts <laughs> rapping. Oh, um, man. I absolutely love that. I love, I love Sean Price's persona and his personality. Yeah. And it just comes through so much. And I feel like this record... You know, I mean, it's not, it is rapidity rap. You know, I hate niggas like you. Hate niggas like you. Yeah, Yeah, it's cool. But all joking aside, all vocals aside, I love it. I love his sense of humor. Um, Yeah. Even crack his backpack to the music. They like ruckus, you rad. My son's like, they can't fuck with you, dad. True. (laughs) I just, I love, I love his bars. I love his sense of humor. Um, Sean Price is the nicest to write poems. I never say the same shit twice like Mike, Mike Jones. Jones yeah. I feel like, you know, Sean Price would say things that were on the the mind of every like underground hip hop fan or every underground hip hop artist, but in a way that didn't sound like preachy or self-righteous or like he was taking himself too seriously. But, you know, he would take cats to task at the same time. And that Mike Jones joint, I remember me and E quoting that joint to, to each other back and forth. Uh, I never say the same shit twice like Mike Jones. Because Mike Jones was big at the time. Mike Jones. Mike Jones. <laughs> right. Back yeah. then, Jose Wong. Yeah, that Mike shit was big. Um, well, it's not a high life for me. Um, I was kind of digging the hook. It reminded me of uh, one of the songs on Fish Scale. Mm-hmm. I think it was the um, the song with the... Uh, they talk about like the crack, uh, uh, blue tops, red tops. Oh yeah, it kind of yeah. had that vibe for me. Okay. Um, this the bar on here I like is when he says, uh, "I'm trying to get paid. Your punk ass is trying Ooh, to get robbed." Wow. Right. <laughs> like just that sentiment. I'm like, I right, I I feel you. Hand me a blade, something. Let me get on my job. Yeah. Yo, this dude has fucking bars. He does all have over bars. This shit, bro. He does have bars. But yeah. like I said, when you're that kind of rapper, he also has some groaners on here as well. 
You know what I, I mean? I feel like he has very few groaners. Like, like well, for me, like, okay. I, like the, like I said, it's on the yeah, same, give, the same give me song, some, right? Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. Boot okay, Camp Clip ain't nothing to Wu Tang. I'm like, that's just just corny to me. It's funny because I remember that was a bar that E used to quote sometime, and I and I feel like you know that 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 bar very much r- reminds me of kind of the doom chamber of 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 hip hop, where it's like, it's more just word play. It's playing with words. It's like you know. Who can't click and uh, you know what I mean? Like it yeah. just I, I just feel like he's just playing with those words. I feel you. Um it just it didn't work for me. And like I said, is like bars like that just that just kind of distract me from it. It distracts me and then it makes me say, well, like, well, is he really a good bar spitter? Because mm. like some of the some of these bars are dope, but some of them are like, is that really a good lyric? I don't know. Yeah. And maybe that's just me nitpicking, but yeah, it's bars like that make it easy for me to do that, if you will. I gotcha. So and then I like the the bars after that. Um, hung with Destiny's Child, but I still ride the two train. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. Um, I do like uh, on the outro. I think this is one of the uh, one of the skits where the guy mm-hmm. says, "Like I'm coming in the name of the Jesus, Jesus, bitch." <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So yeah. So uh, now we. So that was uh, that was like you. Yeah. Uh, so now we get into to Peabody featuring Rock. Yeah. And Rock, that's the dude from Helter Skelter, right? Yes, sir. Um, this is when I realized that Sean Price was a five percenter. Oh, okay. This was the first song I was like, oh, okay, five percenter. Yeah, got you. Um, and this is where he says like, you're supposed to lie to the cops and tell the, the truth, truth in the, the booth. booth. Instead, instead t- you tell the truth to the cops and lie in the booth. booth. Which I love the concept, but I just, I wish like it were actually like a rhyme or like a yeah. rap or something clever, but it's just it just kind of felt clunky. To I me. feel like in and of itself, it's clever. I I yeah. actually love that bar. I got you. Yeah. Um, this is all right. So this is this is what I thought was funny when he says uh, niggas get mad at my Tims and my thousand dollar jeans on, but I'm like I thought you were broke. Like he's the brokest mm. rapper you know. So mm. I'm I'm kind of hearing that contrast, which uh, I which think is that's probably what he's trying to do. Yeah, exactly. Which he's probably like, I'm to a your walking point. contradiction. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was just gonna say I think that speaks to your point about him just kind of like making fun of himself. Right, right. right. Um, but yeah, oh, but I did, I did like the line where he said, uh, "This ain't no gangster rap." How many motherfucking Gangsters gangsters rap? rap? Listen, yeah, I was like, "Oh, yeah. it's true." Yeah, yeah, real I talk. Love it. Uh, another one I love on here is, "My left hook will shatter your chin," similar to Daryl Dawkins when he shattered the rim. <laughs> that shit is so fire to me. Um, and then I like um, uh, the name. The name is new to face the same. Yeah. And then he's like, "I love the rap, but I hate the game." Like, yeah, I feel like that was real. That really embodies, you know, who he is. You know, his ethos. Like, yeah. so I think the thing, if we're gonna go back to what we talked about in terms of like themes or substance, it's like he drops these little nuggets in there. But the songs itself are just kind of like a collection of just like raps. Bars, yeah. You know I what agree. I mean? I and agree. so that's why that's why I brought up the point about Blue and Exile because it's mm-hmm. like, no, like mm-hmm. these are songs about the songs themselves. Yeah. And you, the collection of it has this larger depth yeah. to it. I agree. But this is just like, all right, he's got his philosophy in here that, he, that he's dropping in. Yeah. And you know you could even compare it to a group like Wu Tang, like they did mm-hmm. that kind of shit all the time. Like yeah. a lot of times they're rapping for the sake of rapping. I think musically, at least at the time, the music that I heard was was way more interesting and way more challenging for me. So I, I still don't think that that's fair. And here's mm-hmm. why I don't think it's fair. I think that I think that we're talking about a time frame, and we have to contextualize this, where many underground rappers like your Sean Prices 
were making mixtapes, mm-hmm. which were which had started out as collections of of you know industry beats with rappers just rapping their best bars yeah. over industry okay. beats, um, and started to evolve into producers like Ninth Wonder making new original backdrops where rappers would still just rap their best bars yeah. over these backdrops. And those things were different and distinguished from st- studio albums, which were an artist that was sitting in the studio and conceptualizing, let me tell my life story and yeah. then I make Iron Man or whatever whatever it is, right? And so I think that it's a bit unfair to take what was still a mixtape in an era where mixtape was distinctly a thing and say that it has to be a studio album. Well, it's you know not that I mean? it has to be that. It's just what I would prefer, okay. right? It's just what would... It's what can I invest my time in? What is going to stay in my rotation? Yeah. And projects like the one that I'm describing, like those are the things that I have more... Um, that I'm just more receptive to. Okay. That being said, though, I also wasn't familiar that this was just a mixtape that he made into a studio album. Like, I, I wasn't aware of that. Well, yeah, I, I think... Um, I think all three of these records are mixtapes. I think most of the stuff that we consider quote unquote um blog blog era mixtapes are seen in that light. And mm, so I think okay. I think actually it's interesting. Blue and Exile is a great example. Uh Cushion OJ is a great example. The mm-hmm. the 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 Wiz Khalifa uh So Far Gone by by Drake. Drake. These are our, our situations where people broke the mold and instead of making what we were calling mixtapes at the time, actually made studio albums, but with more underground budgets. And yeah. that was an, a revolutionary thing. Gotcha. But a lot of these these projects, like like this one, are more in this mixtape you know, gotcha. kind of vein. I got you. Yeah. I hear you. Um, so, but nevertheless, that's, it's not a highlight for me. It's not a low light. But um, okay. in fact, I don't think I put any low lights on here. So okay. Yeah, I don't have any. All right. Um, so the next one we have uh, Cardiac featuring yeah. Buckshot Rust. Is it Rust Jux? Rusty Flux? Jux. Rusty Jux and Flux. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, highlight for you? Low light? It's a highlight. So so okay. uh, two through seven is a run for me. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, Cardiac is a highlight for me. I love this beat. I just think it's so hard. Um, I feel like this beat just kind of gives me the, the um, I think I heard Young Guru say, call it the, the triplet nod. The 16 triplet nod where where instead of your head just going up and down, you, you kind of got the like the shake nod. Yeah. Like I feel like this beat just kind of gives me that that bitter beer face. Um, I would say, you know, despite our run-ins in the past, I gotta give it to Illmind on this. Illmind really, you know, kind of killed it with this beat. Um, I love Rusty Jooks in this time frame. He uh his voice uh is is perfect. Uh, I think it was Flood actually that was on the hook. I, okay. I like I like Flood's voice on the hook. I like Rusty Jook's verse. And I wrote down, um, so my rap sheet is longer than my rap sheet. <laughs> I just like that. I don't know why, but I thought his whole verse and his tone on, on his verse was really ill. And um, and I like the hook because it just embodies to me what Boot Camp Plick's energy embodied. Yeah. Which is, uh, if you're dealing with bricks, then we're going to take it. And if you're dealing with chips, then we're going to take it. But if you dealing with tips, Ma, go ahead and shake it. Cause my niggas is in this bitch and that's crazy. I love that. That's a good hook. Um, it's not a highlight for me, I yeah. think mainly because of the lyrics. I do not like Buckshot. That's true. Um This is I, actually one of the better Buckshot verses. Too. I do not like Buckshot. <laughs> um, it's the five foot gorilla with the mind of a killer killing every nigga in sight. Where to 
I thought that was like some of his best shit. And his one of the best bars that I've heard from him recently, or in maybe ever, um, I'll let my Mac 10 braid your hair. I was like, that's actually kind of a bar, which, I, you know. No, I think he that's doesn't fair. have many bars. So, uh, is it's so okay? This is gonna be my bias, but if someone else said those bars, maybe mm-hmm. I just I don't like his flow. I don't okay. like his voice. Mm-hmm. I'm just not a big Buckshot <laughs> Got guy. You. Yeah, and it, it's it's weird. Like Buckshot is just a name that is so I guess synonymous with hip hop. Yeah, and yet you you hear his name all the time, mm-hmm. but like. The only people that I hear give critical analysis of Buckshot don't like Buckshot. Yeah. And yet he's just a name you always hear. It's, yeah. it's, it's odd. He's one of the pioneers. Yeah. He's consistent. It's almost like, and, and I'm not trying to diss this person, mm-hmm. but like but like Guru, right? Okay. It's like Gangstar is a pioneering group. Yeah. They made pioneering albums. Yeah. But when you hear people talk critically about the lyricism, yeah. Many times you'll hear people speak critically of Guru as a lyricist. Yeah. Um, I think I think very much the same. Black Moon made pioneering albums. They made pioneering music. Buckshot was the, the lead MC. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, when you break it down to brass tacks, I don't think many people would say Buckshot was their favorite MC. That's fair. Um, and I, I totally get the criticism to Guru. Yeah. He was just never anybody. Guru never bored me. Okay. You know, and I understand he's got that monotone. Mm-hmm. He's not the most lyrically dexterous MC on the right, mic. Right. I get it, but I just, I never got tired of him. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Whereas Buckshot just kind of, he starts rapping and then by the end of it, I'm starting, <laughs> I start to think about other things. But that Black Moon album is great though. The first, the first one? one? Yeah. 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 Into the stage. Uh, I meant I know that their main their main hit um, into the stage. Of Buck yeah, Shot. that's right. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> that's got a lot of beat miners on it, right? Yeah, that's like that's thing. like the early like when they when they they take an old school song and then like they try to filter, filter out all yeah. the stuff to just a yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. That I remember that joint. Um, there's a lot of that on that record. Yeah. There's a lot of it. Yeah, but it's great. It's okay. a great record. Maybe I have to, it's been a while since I listened oh, to it. Oh man, I love that. Record. Yeah, and I never grew up with it. I think I yeah. listened to that album. I think maybe like five years ago. I would love to either do that one or uh, Smith and Wesson's. Smith and Wesson, I'd be far more interested. The Smith in and Wesson one is like my crew. Like that's the record that everybody talks about. No, I um uh let's 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 do Smith and Wesson before yeah. we do, before you do uh, Black Mo. <laughs> cool. So yeah. Um. All right. So now we have uh, stop. Stop. Which is not on Spotify. It's not on Spotify. So I had to go to YouTube. Yeah, thoughts? And, well, I love... Where else have I heard that song sample before? Dilla uh, is it, Donuts. Is it, is it on Dilla Donuts? Yeah, yeah I love the track on Dilla Donuts. Yeah, I love that. Um, and so you better stop and think about what you're doing. Um, here's... All right, so my thoughts on this... Where, and I only listened to the song a couple times because it wasn't on Spotify. Right, right. Um, I love the line where he says, like, I love a lot, I love a lot, but I act Christian. That's one of my favorites. I was like, all right, like. That's one of my, 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 my the, the whole couplet. Yeah. I love a lot, but I act Christian. Makes a lot, then I'm back pitching, like I got the facts missing. Yeah. I think that's like the fucking yeah. realest thing ever. Bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I feel like that's the theme on here because <laughs> yes. the whole Jesus Christ thing. You know what I mean? Like it, it's not the first time he mentions like like Jesus or Christianity or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. So I kind of I kind of dug it. That was the line. That was the line that I highlighted. But that's yeah. one of the best bars on this album. I think that's fair. Yeah, it is very fair. Um, I was curious though. Is, is this is a diss track? 
Because it felt like to someone specific. Well, part parts of the song I remember again. I only heard this song twice, but I think parts of the song felt like like he was actually dissing someone specific. Uh, um, like he was going into the defense of Druha, so someone was coming at Druha or whatever. Oh, I don't remember. Oh, um, you mad Buck and Drew don't fuck with you. You don't Maybe. fuck with Boot Camp Hog Pa. Fuck you. Was whatever, that just like thing. general? I think that was just general. was it. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. all right, cool. Um, but this, I take it this song is definitely a highlight for you. Yeah, it's a highlight. It's in my run. Um, this is one of my favorite samples. Uh, it's a very good sample. Yeah, I love this sample. Um, and I loved it when Dilla did it. Yeah. I love it. I love it here. Um, and I, I think, if I remember correctly, did, was, did this record come first? Before the... Because Donuts would have came out, what? Was that? 2006. Six, six. okay. So that, that, that predates. But yeah, man, I, I just love this record. Got you. Uh, violent. I'm assuming this is another one of your highlights. It's violent. It's violent. It's I did like the beat. Favorite records on here. I did like the beat. Um, but it's another one where it's weird. I, I think that where I struggle with is when you have someone who's like rapping over a beat, but they don't really feel like they're part of the beat. Okay. Um, like they're so their voice is so distinguished from the beat that the, the two don't really blend well together. Okay. Um, and I think that this song kind of suffers from that. Mm. Um, whereas like Nas is someone, and again, uh, it's it's unfair for me to compare Sean Price to like one of the goats, right? But like Nas is someone who does a very good job of just like sounding so like like nice on on the beats that he's rapping on, right? Okay. Whereas this like half the time I'm just like. The, the beat is putting me in one vibe, but the lyrics do something entirely different and not necessarily in the good way. So it's not a low light for me. And this is a song that this cool, like you said, like, like the beat is dope. Um, and the hook, like, it's fine, it's fine. Like that's, that part's cool. But then like other parts of the rap is just kind of like, mm. I also love the, I don't know if you want to call it the vamp or whatever, but uh, he, where he says, this goes out to my Brownsville See, crew. Put your guns up in the air. Don't kill me. Fuck them all, all day. Fuck them all, all night. night. We let off folks. Wasn't that, like, aspects <laughs> of that, like, that, it just didn't do it for me. Yeah, I like yeah. it. Um, uh, this is one of my favorites on the project. Okay. Um, I love, um, that's my words of your mother. You whack stupid duke. I'm hurting your mother. Like, what, bitch? <laughs> He's got a thing with mothers. <laughs> He's yeah, got thing. If he could, he put he put his dick in every single mother's mouth, according to this album. Anyway, he's got to think I about that. I just think that black people have a thing <laughs> of mothers. Like I feel like a lot of this album is like playing the dozens. Yeah. And when you're playing the dozens, people got your mama jokes. That's like, fair. That's just no, that's a joke. Fair. Yeah. But I think this beat is one of the better ones on the project, and I really like this record. Got you. Uh, so now we have the God featuring Sadat X and Buckshot. Yeah. And, this ends my run. Uh, I, this is one of my highlights. Yeah. Um, Buckshot sounds good on the hook. Yeah. Yeah. He sounds Surprise. really good. He sounds good on the hook. Yeah. Um, but look, I love I love a good Sadat feature. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm not sure if I could listen to a, an entire Sadat project. I'd be. He, does he way. have one? Yeah. He has a couple. I'm curious what that would sound like. But like when he just like comes in and he's having fun. Right. Um, He's really, he's really good here, and the the song has so much bounce. It's just, it's a really fun, lighthearted song. I but yet, agree. it's got, it's got some, some of the depth that you're talking about as well. Yeah. But like, 
just kind of like in, in funny quips and whatnot. Right. You know? like where she's like, he's like, um, she came through and tried to feed me lard. <laughs> <laughs> so that is so good on this. I love, uh, um, what does he say? Um, give us free, like, like I'm, I'm a star. star. <laughs> These <laughs> niggas talking to about. beat the God. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I heard your niggas bad speaking to God. It's like, uh, it wasn't like that last week with the God. Yeah. <laughs> I love this joint. I love the concept. I think that, you know, from him, like I said, having this persona as a five percenter, yeah. who's also self-deprecating and doesn't yeah. take himself too seriously, was something that was brand new. Yeah, um, I can see And that. they really just really like joke about the whole concept of, you know, being gods and everything so much that it's hilarious to me. Yeah. Um, my it's favorite, definitely one of my highlights for sure. My favorite bar on this joint is... Uh, even my squad say she be deceiving you, God. She an atheist. She don't even believe, believe in the God. God. <laughs> <laughs> and then the whole like, I don't wrote a lot of goddamn rhymes with this one. I must be out of my goddamn, goddamn mind. mind. Like how he ends each joint with that couplet is dope. Yeah. Yeah, I really like the record. Okay. Uh, oops upside your head. This so to me, this is just the palate cleanser between acts. I don't, I don't love or hate it. It's fine. How about you? Um. I did like the little Cuban Lynch reference where he says, uh, one for you, one for me. me. Two for you, one, one two, two for me. me. What? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was funny. And then he says, yeah. um, I like it. I'm, a, a, I'm one of a kind. Uh, I'm second to none. If my record ain't spun, I network with some guns. Yeah. Uh, I was like, oh, okay. That's, I like yeah. that. That's He's got multiple bars. He definitely has bars. I wrote a few. Um, I wrote, um, you motherfucking sleep with the fishes. I'm in the spot trying to sleep with your bitches. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was funny. Um, I also thought um, this particular couplet is one of the better ones on the project to me. He said, um, call dude at the radio. Listen, could you play me, bro? Yeah, I'm going to play it. He ain't play it, but he played me, though. Yeah. Next time I saw him at a party trying to wave a low, slapped him in the face with the eight. I'm trying to break his nose. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hard-ass couplet, bro. I got you. Um, yeah. It wasn't a highlight for me, but uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's cool. Yeah. The other thing I'll give to this is um, this is maybe the second time that I ever saw the name Moss. Mm. Um, Moss, who's the producer on this song, okay. with the guy who made Kilo from from uh, Fishscale, uh, Ghostface's oh, okay. Fishscale. Yeah, um, and so that was I, that. That's the one that, um, like you reminded me of, was uh, was Kilo. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, I, I thought that that was dope. That you know, we see Moss kind of getting some more placements as well. Okay. Uh, so now we have Church featuring yeah. Rock and uh, Loudmouth Choir. Yeah. Not a highlight, but it, it, I, I I like it. It's fine. So it's yeah. a highlight for me. Okay. Obviously, you know, it's got that West Coast bounce to it, mm -hmm. um, which I, I like it when I like it when East Coast artists try to put a little West Cal West Coast you bounce like on the that. track. <laughs> um, but I like the uh, I love the Loudmouth Choir on this. They okay. sound really really good. Or who who who's Loudmouth Choir? What I don't is even that? know. Whatever yeah. it is doing the hook, whatever it is singing on this um, yeah, is yeah. really really funny. And then. Rock is uh Rock is from Health and yep, right? Yeah, yeah. All right. So You say ready for retardation. I'm not sure how I feel about Rock, but uh -oh. I had to write some bars down on here that just absolutely just like had me in stitches. Okay. Where he says, Okay, new word, respectinize my gangstification <laughs> and gdentials or whatever. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh -huh. I don't know what the hell he was talking about, but whatever <laughs> it was, it just it just made me chuckle. Yeah. But generally yeah, I didn't hear anything that would make me want to go back and listen to like a Health of Skelter project hearing the two of them together. Mm. Um, but what I will say though is that 
I think Sean Price is someone who might benefit from having that other like rapper on a project with him. And so yeah. from that perspective, I'm curious. It's just that listening to Rock on here, he didn't necessarily do that for me. You know what that's I mean? That's fair. I, I, I kind of got the Lord of Mercy vibes a little bit. That's fair. I think he predates Lord of Mercy, but I understand mm -hmm. the comparison for, from the their vocal tone. They both yeah. have that like kind of raspy baritone type situation. Yeah. Um, I love Rock and Ruck when they're together, especially in this time frame. Um, I was happy that I got a verse from Rock. Yeah, or, I mean, you have verses to have one. from Rock. Yeah. Um, I was excited about that. Um, they put out a project together the next year, I want to say it was, maybe okay. 08. Um, you know, and and I was happy to to get it. The production was dope. It had ill mind all over it. It was it was good shit. Um, so I mean, I, I think that this this you know fits in that vein. I wanted a rock feature where I got to hear rock, rock rap, and I got it here, and I was happy. Okay. Uh, King Kong featuring Rock. Also not a a highlight for me, but you know, it's in it's in my run of of rock features. So. Uh, so yeah. Not a highlight for me. Um, it's very poorly equalized as well. At least the one I, version I heard on Spotify was I thought was very poorly equalized. Okay. This is one of those where it's like, <laughs> all right, when you just have like a string or string arrangement, it's just like a repetitive yeah. hook. I'm just like the minute the beat goes on, I'm like, okay, he's just gonna be spitting bars on this track. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And it was it was fine. It was cool. Yeah. There was nothing that really stood out to me. Like, oh my god, like this dude's incredible. Okay. Um, which had there been, I probably would be thinking about. Sean Price a little differently, um, but you know I think that for a beat like this, that's that's, that's kind of what I want. I didn't really get that, so no, it was fine. Not a low light, but just... I thought this was par for a chorus. Um, I don't think this is one of Crisis's better beats, but okay. I do think that you know it's short and succinct, and he's just rapping bars. Yeah. I thought he had a few good bars on here. Uh, here's one that I, I actually thought was a standout. He says, "I'm doing my thing. You new to the game? Don't hate, celebrate, pa. Cool in the gang." I don't have a big crew, just Drew and Starang and a couple loose screw dudes boosting your chain. P. I thought that was that was hard. Got you. Yeah. Um, so now one is a highlight. Absolutely, one of my favorite records on here. It's this beat. This is a beat I would have tried to make. Mm. Um, it's kind of repetitive, but I like it a lot. And what how he lets the record just do what it does, and he just kind of like tries Absolutely. to fit in between. Yep. Um, is a very, very smart choice because the beat is so strong. Absolutely. It's definitely a highlight for me, for sure. Yeah, completely agree. I said the way he integrates the sample into the rhyme was prevalent at the time with artists like yeah. Dipset. Yeah. Uh, but he does it so flawlessly and he makes it embody his personality so well. So I said one of the things that I love about this particular record is how he uses one, like the word one, mm -hmm. to, to like embody different portions of his persona. So yeah. like, um, he uses one to talk about about the five percenter, how yeah. how five percenters use one. So he says, yeah. one is knowledge. Knowledge the foundation of who's really real and who's faking. That's that's teaching you about five percenters. Yeah. Speak. But then he also uses one in like ignorant ways. So like he <laughs> says, um, he says, got a call from your bitch. She like son need help. I'm like one, and then it's like <laughs> click. <laughs> like, so yeah. I just I like how like. I like how his persona is that he's this kind of walking contradiction. Yeah. And here he uses the beat in different ways, like the sample in different ways to show like how he's a walking contradiction. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely a highlight for me. Yeah. So now we get into You Already Know. I think this is the most meh song on here. So, and this is the one where I probably put into my notes that despite the length, 
this album is starting to to drone on me a little bit. Okay. Um, and there's still songs that I like even after this. Right. But this one is just. I completely understand. You know, decent bars, but I mean, yeah. the beat is just like, it's just, it just, I just get tired of it. Yeah, I get tired of it. <clears throat> I'm also kind of get tired of the chorus. You already know. Yeah. Something, 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 and my crew already go. Yeah. It's like, all right, cool. That's fine. Um. I try not to ever say a bad word about Scott Zoo because he's just a really cool ass dude. I've met, yeah. I've met him on a couple of occasions. Uh, there was one situation where he and I kind of got the same beat pack. Oh, word. And so uh, we ended up doing a song which, you know, lives in the ethos. I'm not going to put no crazy names out there, but uh, we over the same beat, uh, mm. there was a bit of a mishap there. And I had a conversation with him, and we talked about it, and he was just super cool. So uh, shout out to Skazoo. Nothing, nothing negative to say about him, but this record is is very much a meh song to me. I like Skazoo as well. I remember, I think it was in 2018 or 19, whatever, when we were doing like our quarterly reports, mm -hmm. and Skazoo had come up with an album, and I didn't know who he was, but I was like, well, yeah. let me listen to this, and I listened to it, and I remember enjoying it. Yeah. Um, does he kind of run with Black Milk in them? No, but but from that same kind of era of blog okay. blog raps. Yeah. Maybe maybe I listened to a Black Milk project along the that same time, like, but I remember listening to the Sky Zoo and enjoying mm -hmm. it. Um, yeah. I can't remember what what the name what the project was called or when it was out. It's been a while since I heard it, but I did yeah, I did yeah. like it. So yeah, shout shout out to Sky Zoo. Yeah. Um. So director's cut. This is a highlight yeah. for the both of us. I'm Absolutely assuming. love this yeah. record. Love the concept. Um, and I feel like the concept is even more relevant today than it was back when this was out. How so? Um, I think that, you know, in the current era, and it's funny, I, so I'm gonna take us off on a tangent, but um, do. Do, you, do you watch the show Atlanta? Uh, I have not seen all of the latest seasons. I think I got like five episodes in. Oh, I'll, I'll catch up. So the point. latest episode of Atlanta, and I'm gonna try to keep this tangent short. <clears throat> the latest episode of the- of, Wait, season of or, or episode? Episode. Wait, is it is this show still on right now? Or is yeah, the, a new done? season just started. Wait, season four? I guess, yeah. This is I haven't the, even the finished season episode. three. Yeah. Oh shit. All right, go ahead. So uh the latest episode is is called YWA. Okay. Which stands for Young White Avatar. And basically the the concept, and I'm I'm gonna try not to spoil it all the way for folks that wanna watch it, but yeah. the, the concept is basically how um you know, Paperboy is trying to be this rapper. Yeah. And, you know, he's having his ups and downs of be trying to be in the music industry. Yeah. So he kind of gets pulled to the side by this other black rapper is telling him, look, bro, like, if you really want to make music and be successful, you need to, like, stop trying to be a rapper, find a young white kid, write some bars for him and give him your whole image and style and then put have him put, put the shit out. And then these TikTok kids are going to fucking eat the shit up that he's going to be all over TikTok and Instagram and shit and blow up. And then you just sit back and you collect the money. Like that's the, that's the, 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 the play. Like you're, you're, you're working too hard. You need to fall back. And so the whole concept is how like. Does that shit actually know, happen? Absolutely. So wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Oh, this is, this is, I just never thought, maybe be, so, I'm so far removed that I don't really think about so, it. So have you heard about this concept of FN Mecca, this thing that just came out? Uh, is that the virtual... The virtual rapper. The AI rapper. The yeah. AI rapper. Yeah. So the AI rapper is just the, the recent evolution of that concept. That concept was previously Takashi69, right? Which is a guy that doesn't write music. Yeah. Um, you know, he became this internet presence that trolled people and did all this wild shit. And he had black guys in the background that were gang members that made him seem like he was a gang member. <laughs> and other black guys in the background that were writing songs and giving them to him to rap. So he could come out with rap music and it was all over the place. Like that's that's where the industry's at now. 
Oh, I know I shouldn't sound like it's so it's so obvious. Yeah. Like the reason why my reaction is because it's like, oh yeah, that's that's a simple thing to do. But yeah. I think I'm so far removed from like What's the intricacies popular? of like hip hop that yeah. I just hadn't thought about it. Yeah. I, I this should not be a mind blowing moment for me right now. <laughs> right. But it's just like, oh yeah. But I mean, you know, his concept here, you know, we're more so thinking about it in the era of fifty cent, right? Yeah. So in his era, fifty cent is super ill. He got shot nine times. Yeah. So then every other rapper that's coming out at the time is made in this blueprint. But most of them did not get shot nine times. So they're all trying to come up with these super hard thug images and then record them so that they can produce this content and put it out so people like it. Right. Nowadays, everybody considers themselves a content creator, mm -hmm. whether you have five followers or five million followers. And everybody's out here trying to like create some cookie cutter thing that they can put out there and then people are going to want to consume it and keep going, right? So... Oh, yeah, I guess, right? But that's what that's that's where the era that we're in, right? Yeah. And so, you know, I think Director's Cut does a great job of embodying the whole idea of like, yeah, all right, I'm going to position myself like this. Okay, so now here's the part where the rapper shoots you and then you do this. Go. And then yeah. he like, you know, kind of starts rapping from that perspective. So I feel like this shit is fucking incredibly ingenious. I appreciate your insight in terms of relating the song to today because I hadn't considered that. Yeah. I just appreciated the fact I was like, oh, I've, I've never heard anyone rap do this yeah. before. I thought it was really, really, really original. Uh -huh. I was like, and you know me, I love, I love music, uh, movies and stuff, and I love like what directors do. So I was just like, oh, this is really, really clever. Right, right, cool. But I think you're right. Um, I may go back and revisit this song and and think about it from that With perspective. That concept, yeah. yeah. I think you will like that episode though. You should check it out. All right. Uh, so now we have Let It Be Known featuring uh, your favorite rapper's favorite rapper, Fon Tigger. I know. And I actually, this is the record that I actually want to hear your perspective on. Because uh, I know you're not the biggest Fonte fan. So, okay. So what I said about this record was uh, it's cool. But again, by the time that like I'm listening to it, I, I kind of get tired of it. Mm. But think about Fonte, and because I knew that we were going to have a discussion about this, is that like... We talked before about how like there's no room for like nuance mm -hmm. that like you either love something or you hate something, right? right. And yeah. I think that You're I have probably been guilty of saying that like, oh, Fonte is whack in the past, right? Which is not not a true reflection of how I, of, of how I genuinely feel. Yeah. I think the thing that I always combated was the idea that like people were coming into my space telling me that I should love this guy that is that the that, that minstrel show and little brother amazing mm. when I didn't hear anything amazing from them. Mm. And it's not that I think Fonte is 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 bad. It's not that he's whack. It's just that given the level of praise people that I respect, I respect you, Yinka. Mm. And given the level of praise that folks like you and Panama mm. um give him, I just kind of want more. Mm. And I feel that like he doesn't do enough for me to, I guess, warrant the level of appreciation that I hear y'all give him. Mm. So, which sounds like hate, right? And it's not meant to be hate. It's just that, like, y'all like him, it's fine. But there's a difference between someone telling me, oh, I like this person, and then someone telling me, like, nah, he's on a level of someone else that I think is higher, right? And I'm not necessarily saying mm. you specifically, Yinka, are, are saying this. Yeah. I'm just telling you the general idea of, like, what I've kind of resisted to. Okay. Um, so, you know, Fonte, you know, he's, he's fine. He's cool yeah. on here. 
Yeah. I think this record, um, I like it. It's a it's a highlight for me. Got you. Um this 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 end is a run for me, 13 through 16. Mm. Um I think the reason I like it though, and the reason why I asked you that is because um this record really sounds like a um a little brother record in this Okay. Band. And so like Is this, Ninth the producer? Yeah, Ninth is okay. the producer on this. Um and and this is like a record that I could hear on And Justice for All or one of the records that they what you know the little brother was kind of putting together in this time frame yeah. and it almost sounds like they just kind of took it and then gave it to sean price gotcha um okay. and so um i thought i i like this record i thought fonte was dope i thought i the the bars that i wrote here which were funny to me which was um tay the crew rocker overseas shoe shopper and magiano's ordering two pastas i thought that was funny because i feel like i feel like fonte and um big poo both are kind of uh make fun of their weight and like how much they eat and shit like that. So I felt, I felt like that was like kind of a funny self-deprecating bar as well. You know what? I, Cause I heard that rhyme and I wasn't impressed. But then when you talk about his weight and it being self-deprecating, it's like, oh, okay, I could, I, I could see how that would be funny. Overseas shoe shopper and Marziano's ordering two, two pastas. pastas. <laughs> I thought that was dope. Gotcha. But yeah, I think, I think his flow is dope on here. And I liked, I liked that record. Okay. Um, I think between the two, Sean Price uh, impressed me more on this yeah, record. So. Yeah. Uh, so now we have Hearing Aid featuring uh, Sean Don. Is it Sean Don? Sean Don. Um, this sounds like a record that would be at the back, like near the end. Uh-huh. Like we're, 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 we're starting to wrap it up here. Um, it's not a highlight for me, but I do appreciate that aspect of the song. Okay. Yeah. I really like this beat. Um, and I really like this concept. Like, like I think if you're gonna make it, like, okay, <clears throat> I think if you're gonna make rapidy rap songs as songs, yeah, you have to like come up with like some sort of a gimmick or or something to like to make it work. Yeah, and I think that their whole this whole hearing aid thing of like, listen to me, listen to who, listen to C, and then C start. You know what I mean? Like, I, gotcha. I think yeah. it's a cool kind of way in the way that you talked about back in the day. Yeah, how your we used friends to making songs in yeah. the basement where it's like. You know, it's kind of a good way to pass the, the mic back and forth where you might not be talking about anything specific, yeah. but at the same time, it's still entertaining. You know what I mean? No, um, from that perspective, yeah, it's always refreshing to hear songs like that because it just reminds you of like back when you first started rapping and find if you became a famous rapper, that's all good. But also just like you can go out on the basketball court and play ball with your boys just to have fun you right. can rap with your boys just to have fun uh and it's always good to hear records that remind us of that right so and sean don wasn't my favorite mc uh but i feel like he he keeps up with sean price on this record and so i enjoyed that too i got you um i think you know to get on my my internet nerd shit for a second no please um, do you know ninth wonder was kind of known for and maybe even criticized a little bit for kind of utilizing the same snare or very similar snare sounds in mm. all of his productions okay. to a point where they sounded very homogenous. Yeah. On this record, he decidedly has a very different snare. And I really appreciate that. Like, I appreciate the drums that he chose for this particular beat. Okay. So hopefully I, 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 ain't, I ain't make you know, us nerd out too much with, with that, but awesome. I definitely felt that way. Um, so now we get into the the last tr- track on here, which is yeah. a mess you made featuring Block McCloud. Yes, sir. and I think Block McCloud is just doing the hook, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's definitely a highlight for me. Highlight of highlights. It's if it's not for the God, this is probably the highlight of highlights for me mm-hmm. as well. Um, this was probably one of the only songs 
that because we started, I think I started listening to this like back in like August or September, whenever okay. you first suggested that we listen to this. Yeah. Uh, this was the only song that was stuck in my head. Okay. And when I first heard it, I didn't really like it. Really? But then it, but, but then it was stuck in my head. So I was like, yeah. all right, well, if it's stuck in my head, there's something about this song. And so I just out of respect. Um, but also like what he's talking about too. Right? Absolutely. I think it's very, is, very important. I think subject matter wise is very, very important. Have you seen the music about. video of this? Mm-mm. Oh my God, you got to see it. Okay. It, this is, to me, this is, to me, this is the one song that embodies who Sean Price's identity is the most. Yeah. And the music video is hilarious. It's like Sean Price is working at a at a barber shop. Yeah. But he doesn't know how to cut hair. So he's, <laughs> so, so he's just fucking people's fades up. They get pissed off. They want to like fuck him up. And he's just in there enjoying just like trying to figure out how to, you know, like do it. It's just fucking hilarious. He's, just, sounds, he's complaining sounds. about, you know, being broke and not being able to be a yeah, rapper. So the bra- brokest rapper you know. Yes, absolutely. This is my favorite song on this project. Um, I think it's the one song that embodies his self-deprecating image and ethos, his sense of humor, and his ability to rap all on one record. And I have multiple quotes from this joint, so I'm sure you have some as well. Yeah, so uh, the the joint for me, he says, uh, it's like a whole verse. He says, yeah, you know how it Yeah, you know how it go when you got no dough. Going out to party and you got no clothes. And when you do get clothes, then you can't go out. That's the bullshit I'm talking about. Check it out, yo. Rags to riches and riches to rag. Just cash a royalty check and can't get me a cab. Do the next best thing, that's to get on the train. You get looking at me strange, trying to size my change. I gotta cut corners in order to look good. Bathe in eight jeans and jacket and matching hood. Didn't think I'm fly that I'm actually all good. But I brought it from an African trafficking bag goods. Money ain't a thing, said the guy who's rich. While the broke motherfucker thinking life's a bitch. Slit my wrist with a knife or blade. Damn, look at the mess I made. The mess I made. Look at the mess uh, I made. Dope. It's a very good bar. It's That's a very so good verse. I, I've got yeah. more. I got... Um, Go ahead. My man said he heard me on Mr. C, and that's cool, but it don't equal chips to me. Yeah. The brokest rapper you know, so crack after the show. Sure. With a 44, that'll blow back half your fro. Oh, yeah. And then um, the part where he goes, the nice niggas is broke, but the rest get paid. Damn, look yeah. at the mess I made. Okay. I think it's dope, because it's like- It's true. Yeah, it's true, and it's like, it takes it from, look at the mess I made at Sean Price, yeah. to like, Look at the mess we made because mm-hmm. hip hop was supposed to be about one thing and like it's about this other thing. And like yeah. I feel like he does a good job of flipping back and forth between introspection and mm-hmm. in, in, internal commentary and social commentary, like yeah. like hip hop and stuff like that. Yeah. And so and, and that's what I'm talking about. That like, yes, there's these little nuggets that he's dropping throughout the rest of the album that um align with this theme. Yeah. This song is actually an entire song like addressing something specific. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I think that the rest of the time of the album, not a lot of songs are really doing that. Yeah. On this one, it, it really comes full circle. I feel which like is, this is the only real nuclear song on, on the record. Exactly. So yeah. maybe that's a good word. Uh, uh, yeah. Nuclear song is what you're, what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a highlight for me. It's a good outro. And I think that this is the one that like, even all the other nuggets that he drops throughout the album this is the one that i'm kind of feels like the most important yeah. like if i want to know who sean price is this is the song i Absolutely. need to listen to i love um at the end the breakdown where the the oh, instrumentation yeah, drops out yeah and it's just yeah. the claps and then you just hear block mcleod which block mcleod sounds great on here um mm-hmm. you know for what it is right he's from army of pharaohs Okay. Um, he he sounds like a budget Jaheem, and like, but not in a bad way. <laughs> like okay. on this joint, you know what I mean? Like he sounds 
super soulful. Like, I love it. And then one other bar that we didn't say that I really like is, um, how you going to be broke, but your last name Price? Ice. That's like sweating bullets in your nickname Ice. Ice. Yeah. How ironic. <laughs> I just feel like he's got amazing bars on here, and it really just embodies what he is about. Yeah. So, yeah, love this record, Joe. Okay. Well, that should do it for our Put You Up slash tribute, I guess, yeah. of sorts, uh, at least from Yinka's perspective, yeah. on uh, Jesus Price Superstar from Sean Price. For sure, for um, sure. Closing, th- closing thoughts? Uh, I absolutely love Sean Price. Yeah. I'm glad we got to do one of his projects. Um, I know that uh, a couple of our listeners are really big Sean Price fans, so hopefully they'll hit us in the comments and let us know if we did the right album and whether or not we did it justice. I know Wise is a huge oh, is, uh, yeah, Sean this, Price fan. This seems like, an, when I was listening to this, I was like, well, I bet Wise really yeah, likes oh, his he, album. he loves it. So I think Sean Price is like maybe his favorite artist. So okay. if we do do another project, maybe we'll try to feature Wise on that joint. Okay, we'll have to do that. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, that should wrap it up for uh, our discussion on uh, Jesus Christ Superstar. Yeah, yeah. Peace. Peace.